Hello, everyone. I am so excited for today's podcast because we have my favorite superstar in the whole world, Carolina, my friend, content creator, amazing human being. I love her to death. And she is the first person I want to have on this podcast. So hello, Carolina. Hello. Oh my God. It's such an honor. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Thank you for being here. And I'm so excited to talk today all about cycle syncing, all about your story, all about so many things that I know that you have so many great stories to share. And I know we're going to cover all of it. So I kind of first want to introduce you and let you introduce yourself. So who are you? And give us a little brief introduction to all of the amazingness that you are. Thank you. I'm laughing here because I feel like I'm in this, we're all in this process of getting to know who we are. But at this moment in my life, hello. <laughs> I'm Carolina. I am 23. I am a holistic health coach and I also am a content creator and a freelance community manager. On social media, I've been doing the Carolina Lifestyle, my account for over two years now. And I started on TikTok and eventually, you know, evolved into Instagram. Now I have my podcast, Luna, as well. And the overarching drive that I have and what motivates me to show up as a content creator is to just show girls, especially in women, how to live an empowered life and how to see their health and their worth through a holistic lens. So that permeates into many different areas. So I love talking about cycle syncing. I love talking about recipes and healthy eating and routines and body image and body image healing. I have had a eating disorder in the past and that's been a huge transformative experience for me to heal from and to grow from and to then be able to help other girls as well with their recovery process through the content that I share. And yeah, I'm also a huge astrology lover. So that's a little bit about me and I'm super excited to be talking about cycle syncing today. I love that. And a piece I want to share because something that I know we've talked about offline is really finding your identity and finding who you are in this online world because it's so loud. It's so noise noisy. I know that I've fallen victim to it as well. So how would you say you've navigated that in the past and currently? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think that creating your identity as a content creator is really important. It's also really hard sometimes, as you said, because I feel like nowadays there are so many content creators, the space is growing so fast, like the creator economy is booming. And so when I started, which was over two years ago, I was so new to the space and I didn't see eventually this becoming my full-time job. At first I was just doing it like for fun, posting on TikTok. Like I didn't really do it with the intention of it growing into what it is now. But along the way, I feel like I've had to have different moments in my journey of tuning out the noise and just going inward. So I'm kind of in the process of doing that right now again, which for me, looks like stepping away a little bit from consuming content and meditating more and journaling more and getting clear on like, what are my values? What do I value? What do I want to talk about? Like, what do I even feel excited about? So instead of looking at what other people are doing and what's working for other people, it's been a lot about tuning inwards and just figuring out like, do I even like this? Do I want to be doing X, Y, and Z? Or is it just because someone else is doing it? So as a content creator, I feel like that's been a huge part of my journey with eventually figuring out my identity and also just trying different things and experimenting is a huge part of it. 
I love that. And I feel like so many people, especially if there's content creators listening to this, think, oh, I have to hop on the trends or I'm late or I'm behind or am I doing this right? And I think you are the prime example of when you don't know, take a step back. And that's something that I really admire about you because you've taken a ton of social media breaks. I know you just had one this past weekend. And I'm like, damn, she really sticks with that. And she's so like rooted in that. And I'm like, I wish I could be better at that. It's it's definitely a struggle because as content creators, we're so much on our phone. So it's so easy to scroll, 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 like mindlessly. And so I'm really trying to embody more mindfulness in my life and it's a challenge for sure but I think just learning to focus on one thing at a time and to slow down to speed up like to slow down and then reconnect and tune inward because the more content I consume the more my brain gets crowded the more thoughts I have constantly going through my mind and so for example journaling really helps me just like put it all out on paper and let it go and being a little bit diligent with social media breaks has also helped. I took a two-month social media break from December to January of this year, and that was wild. Actually, I think it was a month. I don't, I don't think it was two months, but it was supposed to be two weeks, and it became a month. And then I just did this weekend, um, and that was really nice, too. So I feel like it's important to just like get back into the present moment as a creator and just be like, what's my current reality? What can I work with right now? What's exciting me right now? Like every content creator has such a different timeline and a different thing that's exciting them and a different thing that they can share and that they truly inwardly feel called to do. But when you see other people succeeding or getting views or whatever, their videos blowing up, it can be really easy to think you have to do the same to succeed. That is so true. And I know I've fallen victim to that. And that's why me personally in my content, I've taken the route of really looking at at it more of like it being a business because I think sometimes when content creation it's like we can all it's like an art right so it's like when is it enough right I have a video coming out this week about perfectionism and it's like Mm -hmm. when it's never going to be perfect like it just has to be good enough that you're like I feel comfortable putting this out there and then to other people your followers they think it's perfect and I think being creators and it really being an art we're never, ever going to feel like it's perfect. And I've just accepted that. Yeah. Perfectionism is so real. I definitely am a recovering perfectionist. And I think that that's so true. And something that I realized recently, I was talking to one of my friends about this, is that the act of creating, it's like fire, right? Like a fire just like sparks. You don't have to like, do much you just have to like combine a few things and boom like the idea is there but if you don't create space in your life to receive downloads to receive ideas to just like tune in your ideas are going to be coming from the external Mm -hmm. they're going to be coming from all the content that you're consuming and then what you're spewing out repeating and so tuning in and tuning into your experience and all of that that's what's going to create fire for you to have ideas for you to you know, put things out in the world that's coming from you. That is so true. I was just thinking about this this morning and I was like, you know, I have been so rapid fire in my own content and stuff. And I just think about like, 
where do I even get my ideas from? So I want to ask you, where do you get your ideas from? Do your social media breaks help you with ideas? How can, because I think, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, let me Google or let me download a freebie like content ideas, but I've never done something like that. So I'd love to hear your experience of like, how do you get content ideas? That's a good question. I feel like for me, most of my ideas, like they definitely, I've definitely seen a correlation when I take social media breaks. Or when I just step away from my phone a little bit, I feel more creative. That's for sure. But I feel like for me, a lot of my ideas come from where I'm at in my journey. So whatever is kind of happening for me right now. So as you know, I recently have been super into cycle syncing and talking about it. And so, for example, I would post a video about the follicular phase because I was in my follicular phase. And that's what I was thinking about or doing or what was helping me in that moment in my phase. So that's kind of what that came from. And then for my recipe content, I usually just like come up with the recipes, like whatever I'm feeling like eating, I'll just like make it into a recipe video. So I try to get as much of my ideas as possible from my current experience. And also, I think thinking about who your ideal community member, audience member, client is, and what do they need to hear? And I've just been really trying to figure out like, how can I make my community feel seen? How can they feel like they can relate also to what I'm sharing? And I think that goes hand in hand with also learning to show up more vulnerably online and what like figuring out what you want to share and what you feel comfortable with sharing that could be relatable and that could help other people also feel like, oh my God, I totally feel that too. I love that. And what's coming to mind for me is that one video you posted where you put on different outfits, talking about the different phases. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that one of your earlier cycle syncing videos? Yes. And I remember I was like, whoa, Carolina is shining. Like, when when did she start talking about this, but in a good way? And I was like, wow, I really feel like she's so aligned to this content. So can you talk about when you started talking about cycle syncing and what inspired you to do that? Yes, thank you. That was such a fun video. I loved it. (laughs) For anyone listening that doesn't know what the video is, is basically I was just like dressing in different ways to showcase like the energy of each phase of the cycle. And it was a really fun video to make for sure. So (laughs) happy that that was reflected and received um but so in terms of cycle syncing I think it's important to also backtrack a little bit to share my journey mm-hmm. with it too before I even felt comfortable like Perfect. sharing content about it I also had to go through my own journey with learning about cycle syncing with starting to cycle sync and so I first like learned about the idea like the concept of cycle syncing in 2020 at that point in my life, I was still on an IUD. I was like very confused about what it was about or like how to actually do it. But I knew that something about it just like spoke to me because just the idea that we don't have to feel the same way every day as women and that it's okay to tune inwards and to tune into what you need and to adjust your schedule to that is incredibly powerful and it's accessible to every woman, but it requires some unlearning. So I remember that was just like when I first came in contact with it, but for context on my cycle journey, five years ago or more than five years ago, I was struggling with an eating disorder. I lost a lot of weight. I lost my period. And I remember I was just kind of like, I'm just going to go to the gynecologist. I'm just going to ask to go on the pill. It's going to help me get my cycle back. It's going to help regulate my period. And we're just going to go with the Band-Aid solution. And (laughs) I was just like, 
I didn't know anything. I also was just in denial that I was struggling with an eating disorder too. And that it wasn't about going on the pill. It was like, girl, you lost your period because you're underweight. But anyway, I go on the gynecologist, I get on the pill. And I also didn't know that when you're on the pill, you don't get a real period. Your body just sheds your uterine lining because of the drop in the synthetic hormones. But for you to actually have a period, you have to have an egg that wasn't fertilized and then is decomposed, becomes the corpus luteum, and then that's what's your period and what comes out every month. So it's shed everyone. But anyway, I go on the, on the pill. I was on the pill for over a year and a half or two years. I was really irresponsible. I didn't take my sugar pills. I just like didn't want to get my period. Like I just despised having any bleed, anything that was quote unquote inconvenient, all of that. And so I was just not the best with taking the pills. So I decided to go on the IUD. And then fast forward to what I said in 2020, I was still on the IUD and I started experiencing some pain. I was doing a lot of root chakra and sacral chakra work and I started having bleeding out of nowhere and context. I didn't have a period when I was on the IUD. Like I just didn't have one. And so I was like, something is happening here. Like, this is not right. I need to take this off. So I take out the IUD and I was like, okay, I'm going to go all natural. I'm going to start cycle syncing because I had already heard about it. And I was like feeling called to do it. But I was like, no, like this feels really stressful. I'm afraid of getting pregnant. Like it's inconvenient la, 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 to wear condoms all the time. Like I just was not in, the, I, it just wasn't the moment yet. And so I go back on the pill and then I was in the pill for like four-ish months and I was just not feeling like myself, super emotional, sensitive, reactive. It just didn't feel good. And so in March of 2021, I go off of the pill. And then I started the process of regaining my natural period and also eventually of regulating my cycle because my cycle was very irregular. So I would have maybe cycles that were 20 days or 15 days and cycles that were 45 or 50 days long. So I was very, very irregular. I just like was disconnected from my period. And also because I had an irregular cycle, I was even more stressed out about, you know, preventing pregnancy because it, I basically like I just had to wear condoms all the time because even though I knew that you're technically only fertile for a few days of your cycle, I didn't know how to spot them because my cycle was irregular. I was not doing cycle syncing yet because I didn't know how to. So mm -hmm. I was just trying to jot down when I got my period and that was about it. And I was trying to cycle sync my workouts and I didn't know what phase I was in. So I didn't know how to do it. And I was just lost. And so eventually I learned about the fertility awareness method and how to start doing it with the thermal symptom method, which is related to measuring your temperature every morning and using that to know which cycle phase you're in. I started doing acupuncture to help my hormones. I also started making shifts in my diet and like how I showed up eating wise, nourishing my body with like the right nutrients, with healthy mm -hmm. fats, with I reintroduced meat into my life, which I hadn't been eating meat for a super long time. My acupuncturist encouraged it. Like I did all these different shifts. And I also just started really learning about cycle syncing, like reading books and just educating myself. And then eventually I was able to get it. And so I now have a regular cycle completely. I like know what phase I'm in. I know how to do the thermal symptom method. And once I kind of got the hang of it and I felt empowered in my ability to do it for myself, 
that's when I then started sharing content about it and empowering other people to start doing that and to connect with that because we are a mirror to nature as women. Our cycles mirror the seasons, they mirror the lunar phases, they mirror everything around us. And so connecting with them is so powerful and a really good way to connect with our feminine energy too. So that's the long-winded story of like my cycle journey and then eventually how I felt comfortable with sharing content about it too. I love that. And thank you for being so vulnerable and open and honest because I think these are the things people need to hear, but sometimes we're afraid to say them. I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want somebody to feel this. I don't want somebody to feel that. But girl, like that was so informative, so helpful. And I know the women hearing this because these are the kind of things that I know. And in my experience, I would look up online and you see a blog from Healthline. And I'm like, I don't trust that shit. Mm -hmm. I trust Carolina, a IIN grad, somebody who's been through it, right? The number one teacher is experience. Like I trust you more than a blog that's trying to make money on Google AdSense. So it's like, these are the, the things and this is where you're going to find this information. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I think sharing my story is really important because it shows other women that it's okay to, if you're right now a little bit disconnected from your own body. It's okay if you're feeling confused because most women are like, we're not taught so much about our bodies mm-hmm. when we're growing up. It's just like, when you get a period, it means you're not pregnant. And that's it. <laughs> and oh my God, it. I have so many things I want to ask you so many questions because we've talked offline about my journey, getting off birth control. I had been on it for over eight years. I'm only off of it for like, been like four or five months. And my cycle is pretty regular, but it's not perfect. I wouldn't go as far as saying like, it's super irregular. I think I'm just kind of in that like detox phase and I'm trusting my body and learning to trust myself. So we'll definitely talk about that. But first I want to say, what is cycle syncing? If somebody's listening and they're like, I'm a woman, I get a period, but what the hell is a cycle sync? What would you tell them? Yes, 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 yes. I love starting any conversation with definitions and just like grounding ourselves in that. So cycle syncing is basically the process And the method of aligning your lifestyle, your routines, and just how you show up every day to match your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And our menstrual cycle is made up of four phases, which we can dive into. And so it's about learning about those phases and the energy of those phases, and then how you can improve your day-to-day life and your commitments and your routines to mirror that energy and to be more aligned with that energy so that you're not burnt out, so that you are feeling more empowered, more energized, more productive, and more self-loving. So I love that. And if I said to you, okay, that sounds great. Where do I start? What would you tell me? The first thing I would say is I would ask, are you on the pill or not? Because that's a differentiator. If you're on the pill or if you're on some type of hormonal birth control, you are not ovulating most likely. Some women who are on the IUD, they ovulate or they still somewhat feel connected to ovulation, but it's not every woman on the IUD Mm -hmm. either. So that's the first thing. And so if you are on birth control, the first thing I would say is you can incorporate more cyclicality in your life by connecting to the lunar phases and to the moon cycles and incorporating that in your lifestyle. But other than that, you're not as connected to the phases of the cycle. So that's the first distinction. 
But if someone who's listening is not on birth control or, you know, is wanting to go off of it, the first thing is first like learning about the phases just mm-hmm. so you know a little bit about them and then also investing in the right technology to be able to tune into those phases. So I would say if you're wanting to start cycle syncing, let's first dive into what the phases are. So should I go into them? Yeah, go for it. Okay, let's do it. And then I'll kind of go into like next steps if someone's wanting to start. So the phases, the cycle is made up of four phases. The first phase is the menstrual phase. That's when you have your period. That's when you're bleeding from the first day you bleed to the last day you bleed. And I like understanding the cycle phases through the lens of nature and through the lens of the seasons. So your menstrual phase is your inner winter. Mm. You think of winter, what do you think about? Oh, I want to be in my bed, Christmas, just like warm, hot cocoa. Exactly. It's like, if I asked you, Julia, like, do you want to go to like this bar in the Lower East Side and like go in heels and a dress in the cold? No, like you wouldn't want to go. So that's exactly the energy of your menstrual phase. It's inward, both like in a physical sense of like you are most likely going to want to stay inside and stay in your own home and just like be in your own space. And also it's like a process of connecting inward. Mm. So that's what the menstrual phase is all about. It's about restfulness. It's about slowing down reflection on the past cycle and also just letting go of what's no longer working because you're shedding okay like you're physically shedding and you're also emotionally shedding and it's a good time to just figure out like what am I ready to release in my life I love that so that's the menstrual phase and then after that after you come out of your period you enter the follicular phase And the follicular phase is your inner spring. So again, when you think of spring, right? Let's say in New York, it starts to get warmer. Like everyone wants to be out, eating outside, going to get coffee, going on walks, just like wanting to socialize again. And in general, when we think of spring, right? Everyone thinks of like spring cleaning, like, Mm -hmm. you know, starting fresh, new beginnings, new projects. Like that's what the follicular phase represents as well for you as a woman. It's a new beginning, a new cycle a new opportunity for you to work on something new or bring something new into your life, try new things. So mm-hmm. it's like inner childlike energy. So more, more like logically or tangibly, this is a good time to like brainstorm ideas, to have like brainstorm meetings or to even travel, like go to a new place or <clears throat> to schedule a meeting where you're just kind of like playing around with different ideas or like thinking about the next project that you want to work on. And then after that comes the ovulatory phase, which is the inner summer. So like, I haven't been in New York this summer, but how has the summer felt in the city? Oh, like alive. Like it's so, so lively. You want to just like go out. Um, You want to like go to the pool or like someone's like, oh, I want to go to Long Island. I want to go to the beach. And you want to just like be like playful and like fun. Exactly. Like everyone wants to wear like fun outfits and express themselves and go into the pool and jump around and dance. And like, that's the vibe. And so that's the same thing for your ovulatory phase. And this is when you're most magnetic as well. So if you've ever had a moment where like you're walking outside and you feel like everyone's looking at you or like you're just like attracting more attention than usual, maybe you are ovulating. Like even if you're wearing like 
the most like baggy outfit just like not put yourself together at all like you will still be exuding this energy so <laughs> I love that it's it's really funny and I love the obligatory phase it's short mm-hmm. because your ovulation technically only lasts 24 hours but yeah. the days leading up to it and the days after it you still feel that energy so that's the ovulatory phase. And then after that comes the luteal phase. So that's your inner autumn. So again, thinking about fall, it's like the leaves start to fall off the trees. The trees feel more bare and sensitive. And the same thing is applied to you. So we tend to feel more inward again. We start to feel more sensitive, like the trees, where like someone's feedback might feel like a criticism. Or you might feel more critical of your own body or just like overthink everything that's going on in your life. Like, oh I'm my God. My I'm just like, ah. so we have to, <laughs> we have to talk about that phase. What's it called again? Luteal phase. Luteal phase. So luteal phase, every time in the luteal phase. And now I know, cause like I said, I've been off birth, hormonal birth control since April. Um, but I'm like, I want to quit my business. I want to burn everything to the ground. Like I suck, like all the self-doubt, all the limiting beliefs. And I'm like, who am I? I'm like, this is not who I am. It's like some monster (laughs) takes over my body. That's literally so accurate. It's exactly how I feel in my luteal phase. And I think it's very real if you're an entrepreneur, like that's kind of how it feels. It's like, everything feels off. Like, what am I doing? Like, this was so bad, like, la, 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 la. And so it's really easy to feel really hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the luteal phase is really good for like, if you want to edit stuff, like if you want to go through and like use that critical mind to just like spot errors or like peer review stuff, or just like maybe just review everything you've been working on. Like it's a really powerful time to do that. And also technically, like if you think of fall, right? Like when you're in the summer, you're like, want to be out, you want to be socializing. Like you don't want to be like inside, like doing work while it's fall. Like you can imagine like brewing some tea or like a warm latte and like Mm -hmm. putting on a sweater and just like pouring out a bunch of like writing or Mm -hmm. a lot of work. So technically it can also be a good time to get a lot done and to just really hunker down and finish off what you started in the follicular phase. So that's like the other flip side of the luteal phase, which is like, if you're able to let go of the inner critic a little bit, which can be extremely hard because she's very loud, then you can also, you know, step into the more productive energy of the luteal phase. So that's the overarching like energy of the cycle. But if you're, you know, trying to now cycle sync, it's also important that I mention that every phase is a little bit different in length. And there's no like one right answer. Like you just have to start tracking your own cycle and realizing what phase that you're in but the menstrual phase usually is anywhere from like two to seven days it depends like some people have longer periods than others then the flick then the luteal phase is always around seven to ten days mm-hmm. but then the other ones can fluctuate so if you have a longer cycle you're probably having a longer follicular phase mm-hmm. and it just depends so to really learn what phase you're in you have to start tracking and the best way to do that is through the fertility awareness method, which is about measuring your body temperature every morning and also tracking your cervical fluid. The cervical fluid is actually one of the best things too because it really helps you spot when you're ovulating and I'll dive into that. But to track your temperature, and you can definitely speak to this too because we do the same thing, Mm -hmm. is Julia and I both use the fertility awareness method using natural cycles, which is a little thermometer 
that you like essentially leave in your bedside table right when you open your eyes you just grab it and you put it under your tongue and you will have a temperature and then you just jot it down into this app and the biggest thing is that after you have ovulated your temperature shoots up a little bit and goes into a higher bracket of temperature and so once that has happened you are officially in your luteal phase and once you are officially in your luteal phase you have passed your fertile window so technically you cannot get pregnant after you have finished your ovulation so that's the first part and so starting to take your temperature every morning logging it into the app or into i also have a cycle tracker on my stand store i can share with you it's like 4.99 yeah um if people want to write down like the temperature but also any other symptoms that they've had how they feel all of that so that's one part and then the other part is the cervical mucus and the most important thing is that when you are ovulating, when you're fertile, like when your body's like, I am ready for a baby. <laughs> like that is when you're like, when you're wiping, like in the bathroom or in your underwear, but especially when you're wiping, it's going to be stretchy and like transparent. And it's going to look like an egg white. Mm-hmm. Like when you open an egg, like in the egg whites, like, like literally like gooey, like mm-hmm. that's, and I'm, I'm sure most women have noticed that before. Yeah. That's your ovulatory fluid so that's when you're fertile that's when you have to be extra careful like leading up to that and right after that but especially in that little window that's when your body is essentially giving you a physical notice that that's when it's ready for sperm to fertilize that egg so that's kind of the overarching view I am happy to answer any other questions or like clarify anything but that's the most important things to know I think that's so good. And a few things I want to touch upon. I started using natural cycles when I was getting off birth control. I knew that's what I was going to do. Like I had ordered the thermometer before. So um, maybe talk a little bit about basal body temperature and how it's different than just pulling out your thermometer that like, you can't just use any thermometer, right? We have to use the natural cycles thermometer because it's different than your actual temperature. Like you would try to take if you were sick. Yeah, that's something I actually have to do a little bit more research on. Mm -hmm. But I do know that the most important thing is measuring your temperature right when you wake up. Yeah. And I think it's because I think there are some thermometers that just aren't very accurate. Mm. And I think these thermometers are like the most accurate or like they're made in a specific way to get your lowest temperature in that moment. And your basal body temperature is basically the lowest body temperature that you have. And that's why it's extra important that you take your temperature before you get up from bed yes like you have to take it when you're still laying down you know so that's why I leave my thermometer right next to my bedside table like on my bedside table and within arm's reach so I just like open my eyes I grab it boom 30 seconds and the temperature is recorded and then I have to go into the app and log it but I don't know if that answered your question but I'm pretty sure that the most important thing is just doing it before you get up from bed and before you start moving your body because once you do that your temperature changes. Absolutely. And there's so many times where like the thing I like about natural cycles is that it says like, oh, you should track it um, at least five days. Of course you want to be perfect. But like, I know, for example, this past time, I like forgot two days of the cycle and then I was like, shit, but I'd already gotten up. So I knew you can't get up and then put 
the temperature after. So mm-hmm. a lot of um a lot of people are using natural cycles. I found it personally on social media, on Instagram, like they have a big influencer program. So I actually love that there's so much transparency around these topics now that we're never when we were, you know, going to the doctor when we were in middle school or in high school, like this kind of stuff was not readily available. It was pretty taboo. And I feel really good that we're bringing awareness to this here. And I know a question that I personally had, and I think this could help other people is how do you not get stressed with the overwhelm of cycle syncing? Like if I, for example, say I have a launch coming up, but I'm in the luteal phase, right? Is that the phase right before your period? I'm in the luteal phase. And I'm like, well, this, I would love to just lay in bed all day, but I can't do that because I have a launch coming up. What would you say to somebody like that? I think that that's a really good question. I think that a lot of people feel overwhelmed with cycle syncing. And that's the biggest blocker Mm -hmm. for people. That's why I decided to create a course that literally tells people everything they need to know about cycle syncing to reduce their overwhelm and to like actually help them remember. Because it's like, I think it feels overwhelming when you hear the words luteal and follicular and you don't know what they mean. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, am I in my ovulatory follicular? Like, yeah. oh? like, so that's why I'm getting it to stick in your brain first is the most important thing in reducing that overwhelm and just understanding like the energetic component, the hormonal component, all of that, which I dive into in the course. But when it comes to scheduling your life to match your cycle, when you first start cycle syncing and you're still you know, a few months into it. Yeah. It's normal to have stuff scheduled that you can't move around. Mm-hmm. Like to have, like when I first started cycle syncing, I literally had a skiing trip scheduled and I get to the skiing trip and I was already in my, I was in my luteal phase and I get my period halfway through. But I was like, I'm, I'm still going to ski. Like I was learning yeah. to ski also. Yeah. So it was literally, it was not very aligned with my energy, <laughs> but I couldn't change it. So that happened. I also had like a work trip scheduled one time, like in my menstrual phase. And that was in the very few first few months of cycle singing. So it's normal to have stuff scheduled at first so you can't move around. So give yourself grace. But the beauty of it is that as you start noticing, okay, my cycle is around 33 days. So I know that like, if you sync that with your actual calendar, mm. you're able to then start adding in a little taste of the cycle phases to your plans. Especially as an entrepreneur, you make your own schedule. Mm-hmm. So you can focus like, for example, for a future launch, like you're in control of the launch date. Yeah. So, so you can schedule a launch date for when you're in your follicular phase or in your ovulatory phase when you're like exuding this like goddess energy and you know everyone's looking at you everyone wants to learn from you to match the launch for example and that's why you know being an entrepreneur really is beautiful and and it can be very much in alignment with the cycle phases so it's about then just like knowing like okay around day five of every month I get my period so at the end of every month, I'm usually, for example, I, in the last two months, got my period on the first of the month, mm. which is really cool. So I was getting my period on the very first day. And so on the very end of the month, 
I knew I would be in my luteal phase. Mm. And so I've just been more mindful of that. And for example, when I was launching my course, I launched it during my follicular phase and my ovulatory mm. phase because I was aware of how my cycle normally is, like dates and that kind of stuff. But in small ways, you can also start attuning to your cycle and and like incorporating that into your life. It's like scheduling your for scheduling trips, for example, like trying to if it's not a very long trip, like if it's a shorter trip, try to schedule it when you will have more energy to walk and to do things. And you're not going to want to be in bed all day. Like, for example, that's one way. Or if you're planning a dinner party in your in your house or you're planning to go to a restaurant with a friend, like aligning that with like your most social windows so that you don't feel depleted. And the reason cycle syncing is important because I, I didn't dive into that in the beginning is that it helps you work with your body. We're taught in our society, in our context that we live in, that we're always supposed to be doing, that mm-hmm. our productivity defines our worth, that how much we achieve defines how great we are the how busy we are the better more people respect us etc and so there's an unlearning a paradigm shift that has to happen and being like I can do less and be happier I can do less and achieve more I am defined by the quality of my being and not how much I do etc and that unlearning helps us realize that by slowing down certain parts of our life we can actually tune inwards more we can tap into this potential this feminine energy that a lot of us women are disconnected from it like I personally tend to be a lot more of my masculine like I tend to be a doer and a perfectionist and all of that that's been a big part of my journey and so for me I've had to learn that it's okay to slow down it's okay to do less it's okay to be more inward at times and working with that instead of against it I love that because I am so in my masculine. I'm working on it. I'm getting better. But I am somebody who's like such a go-getter, so ambitious. And I think that, especially as women, I think sometimes we feel that's wrong because we're like, oh, I need to tap into the feminine. And I don't actually really agree with you're too masculine or you're too feminine. I think it's about the balance, right? So there are times where I'm like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. why am I so masculine? Like I'm a woman, like I need to be in my feminine. That's what's going to make my business grow. That's what's going to make my relationships, my life better. But then when I'm too feminine, I'm like, I'm not masculine enough. I'm not doing enough, right? So it's like about finding the balance. So I am personally reading right now the book Pussy. Have you heard of that book? I think I have heard of it before. Oh girl, you need to read it. It's so good. I'm only like I don't know, 10% of the way through, but it's really good, really powerful. And it just talks about how women hold a lot of shame because we get periods. And like from a young age, we're like, ew, this is gross. And all of those shameful things that I personally felt up until I got off birth control, like literally up until a couple months ago. And now I'm Mm -hmm. realizing that like, pussy is the source of all creation like every single person is on this earth because of women because of periods because of what we're talking about so it's like many people want to reject this because they don't know and they don't care to know right but I really love what you said about you know I think this can also tie back to entrepreneurship and how as entrepreneurs you have that freedom to create a life on alignment to create a life of freedom the way you desire. So for me, I was like, 
but my launch. And then you're like, well, Julia, you're the one who set that date. You're the boss. You're in charge. And I'm like, damn, she's right. (laughs) Yes, girl. Yes. I need to read that book. And this is actually really reminding me of this book that I recently read called Do Less by Kate Northrup. It's amazing. I have to pick it up. And in the very first, in the very first chapter, in the very opening of the book, she she's talking about how the greater system we live in, like the greater like corporate world, quote unquote, is structured around the idea of like in the past of a man who whose wife worked at home mm-hmm. and who could just like spend hours and hours and hours working and just come home and have food ready not to worry about picking up kids just like because someone else was doing that mm-hmm. right and so like the hours and the ex- the extent of the work and the stress of the work like all of that has been created around this old concept this old way of yeah. how the world op- operated nowadays there's so many women who are so empowered who are ceos who are you know doing amazing things like i feel like so many women are feeling more empowered to like take ownership of their career and like you know, have that be a big part of their life. And I can definitely say I'm one of those women. I know you are too. And I think it's a beautiful thing. But the wider conditioning we've been fed is that we have to live that way. Like we have to always be doing and that we have to constantly be in harvest mode to be worthy, to be successful, to be respected. However, in nature, if you look at a field and you're constantly just like growing the same crop over and over and trying to harvest it over and over and over, eventually you deplete all the nutrients of that soil and it's no longer fertile at all. And you have to move on to another piece of land because that is completely like, I think you say fallow, like it's just like not, yeah, it's just not fertile anymore. And that happens to us. If we're constantly, constantly putting pressure on ourselves to do that. And she talks about how like, so we quit our jobs. So we leave the system. So we try to create it for us, but then we create the same problems for ourselves. We put the same pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We create the same stress over and over again because that's what we've been conditioned to do. And so it's about unlearning that. And again, you're the CEO, you're the boss. You can decide your dates. You can decide when you launch. You can decide when you close a launch. You can decide anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you can align that with your cycle so that in certain parts of your cycle, you don't have to be constantly go, go, go. And I'm saying this and I'm still learning this myself. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, hundred percent there either because I also tend to oscillate a little bit more in the masculine too. So I'm learning that again, as you said, it's about both. It's about equal measure yin and yang and our follicular phase and our ovulatory phases are our yang focused phases. So our masculine quote unquote mm-hmm. phases. And then the period, the menstrual phase and the luteal phase right before it are our yin phases, our feminine energy focus, which is why we go inward during those phases or we feel a pull to like go inward and you maybe don't want to go out as much or you don't want to constantly be scrolling or writing or just doing a bunch of stuff. You just kind of want to just relax a little more. And surrender a little bit more too. So I love that. And I love how you described it with the seasons. I think that was really helpful for me. I know I want to get the book in the flow. I know everyone's going to have to check out Carolina's course. I don't know if the doors are still open, but we're going to leave some links and resources for you guys in the description. Of course, everything that we talked about. 
But I also want to really, really highlight what you said, and I think is the most important part of this podcast, a reminder I need and a reminder that I know everybody listening is going to need to just be patient and have grace. Because I know even me personally, and it was not even as irregular as you told me your cycle was, but like even me, I put so much pressure and it's like that pressure is actually going to prevent your period from coming more. And I think it's this common misconception that oh, missing period, automatic pregnancy. But what about people, for example, you said you didn't have a period for years because of an eating disorder and not enough people are talking about the other reasons for a missing period. And I think women are feeling really scared, really shameful, have a lot of fear. Meanwhile, it's like, hello, your body's just trying to say like, notice me, recognize me and you're, we're rejecting it. So it's like that that moment that you said, just have grace, just have patience, just have self-love. And I know for me, I had reached out to you recently. I'll share this personal story when my period was late. And I remember it was because I was traveling to Costa Rica. I was really stressed. That trip was very stressful for me because we were traveling a lot. Something like we went to three different parts in six days. Each place was like a three hour drive. My body was in like ultimate, like fight or flight shock because (laughs) I was really overwhelmed by the nature. Costa Rica is beautiful, but I did not realize how naturey it was going to be for me. All the bugs, the spiders, it was just like my whole body was in fight or flight. And then I came (laughs) back and I'm like, but it said my period was going to come this day. What the heck is going on? And then you're like, Julia, just do this root chakra meditation. And I'm like, honestly, at this point, like what I have to do this root chakra meditation. (laughs) Don't drink coffee. Try not to drink alcohol and just sleep. Yeah. Like, but then and continue, continue. I did the root chakra meditation right after, minutes after I went into a yoga flow and I'm like, I'm feeling some cramps. I go to the bathroom right after I got my period. Minutes after the root chakra meditation. And it's like, all I need to do was chill the fuck out. It was always going to come, you know? It was always going to come. And- <laughs> the I I love that story so much like I remember I was I was traveling when this happened and we were texting and I was telling you like do this do this and literally it it just felt so fulfilling to see that it also helped you and that you were able to get your period so quickly as well and the reason the root chakra meditation is powerful is because the root chakra in our body if you don't know what the chakras are they're essentially energy Mm -hmm. systems in our body the root is about safety it's about security And that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean proper nourishment. So eating enough, sleeping enough, hydrating enough, et cetera, financial security, right? So feeling like you can provide for yourself, but then also physical security, like feeling like grounded, like feeling where you are, feeling safe in your own body. And that's why, you know, when people maybe like had just have a move, they just moved across the country or had a stressful move or have gone through a divorce or have gone through a lot of travel or have gone through an eating disorder, that's stress that you're putting on your body. And every single source of stress in our life contributes to putting our body out of feeling grounded, out of feeling safe, out of feeling secure. So that's why doing root chakra work has been so transformative for me, why I highly recommend it to everyone why I think focusing on making your body feel secure and safe and restoring it to homeostasis, putting it out of fight or flight mode through an array of different things is extremely tied to also restoring your body to a period and a healthy cycle. 
I love that. Carolina, you are like an information powerhouse, but you say it with such like a genuine, easy to understand, digestible nature. And that's why I know so many people are going to love this podcast. I know everyone listening is going to want to know where they can find more of you. And if people want to work with you, what is the number one way people can work with you right now? Amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad. I feel like this conversation has gone so quickly. So I am just super happy we're able to record together. And if anyone listening has resonated with me, with my energy, with my message, you can first find me, connect with me, follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at the Carolina Lifestyle. I also have a podcast called Luna the Podcast, where I talk about all things holistic health and wellness and empowerment. And I dive into spirituality a lot as well. And if you are looking to learn more about cycle syncing, if you want to start the process of living your life that way, working with your body and just like learning what you probably feel confused about right now. So like, what are the hormonal shifts in your body throughout the cycle? What are the phases again? How do you cycle sync your workouts? How do you improve your nutrition? How do you reduce your stress? How do you embody this holistic perspective to incorporating cycle syncing in your life? You can access my course. I will give you a special discount to share with your listeners. So I'll send you that after this recording and you can include it in the show notes. The course is still live. It's going to be like essentially like coming off of my stand store in a couple of weeks. I don't know when, when is this episode coming out? It'll be probably like in a week or two. Okay. So I'll make sure the course is still alive at that point and I'll give your listeners a special code. But as a reminder, the course will be, you know, coming out of my store relatively soon after this episode goes live. So if you're feeling the call to investing in yourself and learning more about your own body and achieving more empowerment, definitely take the leap. And if you're also looking for more one-on-one support with health coaching or with just, you know, wanting a little bit extra support in your cycle syncing journey as well you can dm me on instagram and we can schedule a call to get to know each other and go from there so that's everything i love that and you guys know i am obsessed with investing in yourself so if you're like this resonated this is what i need and honestly like even for me i'm like I want to start optimizing my business to my life because it's all connected, right? Invest in yourself, guys. Carolina's the best. Carolina, I love you. This was so great. I, I will leave you. everything in the description and the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on.